Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. They that love thee shall prosper. Psalms 122, verse 6. They shall prosper that love thee. If God's blessing rests upon you because you surrender all to him, you will prosper. If you turn from God, he will turn from you. His hand can scatter faster than you can gather. Our Savior refers us to the fowls of the air, which sow not, neither reap, nor gather into barns. Yet their heavenly Father feedeth them. And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field. These lilies in their simplicity and innocence meet the mind of God better than Solomon in his costly decoration, yet destitute of the heavenly adorning. Can you not trust in your heavenly Father? Can you not rest upon his gracious promise? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Precious promise, can we not rely upon it? The length and usefulness of life do not consist in the amount of our earthly possessions. Those who use their wealth in doing good will see no necessity for large accumulations in this world. For the treasure which is used to advance the cause of God and which is given to the needy in Christ's name is given to Christ, and he lays it up for us in the bank of heaven in bags which wax not old. He who does this is rich toward God, and his heart will be where his treasures are secured. He who humbly uses what God has given for the honor of the giver, freely giving as he has received, may feel the peace and assurance in all his business that God's hand is over him for good and he himself will bear the impress of God, having the Father's smile. Wow, we will have the Father's smile if we comply with these thoughts. This has got to be one of the more challenging areas of growth, at least for me. Has it been for you? Underlying all the transactions in my life has been a fear of making a financial ruin, having to live on the street or under a bridge or in my car, like so many people have had to do. So because of this paradigm, I've planned out very carefully how to make my income stretch the farthest, how to get the most important needs whilst adding one thing from the wanted list that is a need but not a serious need, and then maybe at some point getting a want there have been times I've had very little, but I would give it away to somebody in need on the street, some homeless person or some other need, and God would flood me with blessings so that my debts would be paid, and I didn't even know how it happened. These have been times I was very frugal, and my money just disappeared like a mist and being very careful and tight and not giving when I needed to be more sensitive to God calling me to give. 
but I wouldn't. I would just hoard it trying to get ahead to get a credit card paid off or get something that I felt needed to be done, like tires on the car or whatever. Anyway, so I've experienced what this is saying today. Have you? Well, it's well enough to recognize these principles, but just acting on them without dealing with the underlying fear may not be the best answer. I mean, even so, if it's a law of God to give and prosper, well, what came first? The trust in God or the giving? To give and prosper leading to trust or to trust and then give and prosper? Well, because ultimately, God is not playing chess with us and we win because of making the right move. What is it he is trying to accomplish in us? I cannot help but go back to the garden, the eve of the tree. Believe God? Disbelieve God. Didn't disbelief come before disobedience? And perhaps belief has to come before obedience? But before disbelief came, trust in the enemy came first. This believing the lie which led to disbelief of the truth. So before she disbelieved God, she chose to believe Satan. This act alone was her choice to disbelieve God. The act of, dis of trusting Satan was an act of not trusting God. For if she had trusted God, she would never have listened to what Satan said because it was so opposite of what God had said. She lost trust in God. Down to our generation, we are fallen. We won't trust, believe, or obey unless we need help from him. Sad to say, thus, the tools God uses to help us learn to depend on him. One of the most powerful is our finances. Now, if we know what he's doing in our lives, what he's trying to accomplish, it might be easier to cooperate so that we can become the sons and daughters he's raising up to be living stones and inhabit the new Jerusalem to represent him to the end in the world. We've got to let go of the things of the earth if we want to hold on to the things of heaven. I'm not going to follow that path any further, but I found a promise in Psalms 23, verse 1. Do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? I think I just gave you the wrong verse reference. Anyway, you can find it. Do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your Heavenly Father knows that you need these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. All these things shall be added unto you. And then there's that verse that says, Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Let's not worry about tomorrow. And I found a little song that I think is really old. And I'm going to try to sing all the verses just because it's so meaningful. Just to bear with my morning voice. Jesus, and shall it ever be a mortal man ashamed of thee, ashamed of thee, whom angels praise, whose glories shine 
through endless days. Ashamed of Jesus, sooner far, let evening blush to own a star. He sheds the beams of light divine, or this benighted soul of mine. Ashamed of Jesus, just as soon let midnight be ashamed of noon. Twas midnight with my soul till he, bright morning star, bade darkness flee. Ashamed of Jesus, that dear friend, on whom my hopes of heaven depend. Oh, when I blush, he this my shame, let I no more revere his name. Ashamed of Jesus, yes, I may, when I've no guilt to wash away, no tear to wipe, no good to crave. No tears to quell, no soul to save. Till then, nor is my boasting vain. Till then I boast a Savior slain. And oh, may this my glory be, that Christ is not ashamed of me. Oh, Father in heaven, we are ashamed of ourselves. We bow before thee, Lord, in our helpless, fallen condition, unable to do a thing for ourselves. It was you who found us in the field in our blood, thrown out, and yet you have raised us up to be a people. You have given all of heaven for us, and we, Lord, we receive it. We lay our pride in the dust because of our need to receive it. And we thank you and we glorify your name. Lord, I lift up these people who are here with me today. My prayer for them is that their trust in you will abound. They will see your work in their life. And they will throw away their fear. Throw their hat over the fence. Lord, lift up their eyes to thee in glorifying your name and in praise because of your goodness, how you will lift us out of our need, for you will prosper us, and we will throw away our fear and trust in you. Thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Please join me tomorrow morning, my friends. We're going to try to read a little bit and uh, meditate on those thoughts and think on them and maybe visit a few promises and sing together and have a prayer before we begin our day. God bless you today, my friends.